Welcome to the Water Cooler Talk podcast presented by the Scarsdale A School. I'm your host, Will Bunzel. I'm your other host, Max Maddy. Today we're going to be going through the uh, wildcard games and then we're going to be discussing the All-Pro, first-team All-Pro list that just came out recently, talking about whether we thought they got it right or if they got it wrong. So let's just jump it right into it. Starting on the Saturday window, first game, Bills-Colts. Uh, yeah, so... This was a expected very close game. Um, I felt that it really could have gone either way. I mean, if there were slight coaching changes by the Colts, um, they could have had four more points on the board and won. Uh, it, the game could have gone both ways. I'm God, obviously, being a Bills fan, that they pulled it out, and I think it was pretty solid for the rest of the playoffs. I think got that first win out of the way that we needed, and I feel like all the jitters that are gone and like we're kind of over that hump of like, you know, making the playoffs but not ever winning a game. And now um, I feel like the team is more ready mm-hmm. more poised to like put on a better performance in the next game. Um, the good thing though was that Josh Allen basically carried us. And like that's a good thing I feel like when you're QB can mm-hmm. win you games. Um, yeah. And defense was able to step up when it mattered, even though they were kind of getting gashed the whole game. Still promising. And I think next game against the Ravens, we'll see another very close one. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm really interested by that next matchup because Ravens are red hot right now. Came off a pretty solid win, pretty solid win against the Titans. That's not an easy opponent to beat. And, and Titans yeah. D isn't amazing. Yeah, it's not. But I think... That game's going to be super close. Obviously, the Bills squeaked out a win, but that was kind of a trap game for me. The Colts are very good. They're a young. They just they're a young quarterback away from being legitimate playoff contenders. That's all they really need. And yeah, I feel like if they get that one piece, they can go deeper than the wild card round. I mean, Phillip yeah, no, Philip Rivers was actually really good though. Yeah, I mean, he's been effective really for a long time, but he looked really good. Yeah, I just feel yeah, like they need a rejuvenated he's offense. He's not the answer, and I thought he was going to not be good going in. He was really good. Yeah, I just feel like they need a rejuvenated offense, considering they just have so many budding superstars. Obviously, JT, and then Michael Pittman, and then also they have... I mean, their O-line just took a blow today. I don't know if you saw that, Anthony. Yeah, Costanzo retired. Costanzo retired, but they have future Hall of Famer Quentin Nelson on their O-line, so... They're pretty sound on that, on that end. So yeah, I feel like drafting a QB is something that they're gonna look at. I mean, we're doing a mock draft, uh, I think Friday, so tune into that. But I, I'm thinking that the Colts might look at Mac Jones or something like that, considering the year he had. But yeah, considering their pick. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rams Seahawks. Uh, Aaron Donald played out of his mind that first first possession I think or first or second possession not first possession but it was some point by the end of the first quarter I think he had like two sacks on one possession which is pretty nuts they got to the quarterback pretty easily that Seahawks that Seahawks O-line is just yeah Seahawks surprised me me how much they didn't step up Um, yeah I I thought that I thought it wouldn't be an easy game for them but I thought they'd do a little better and I thought and the Rams' offense also impressed me. I thought they weren't going to do as well as they were as they did. Yeah, <laughs> I was just a little confused how 
They were like, all right, we're benching Goff because he has thumb problems, and John Walford's coming in. Oh, John Walford got hurt. Well, well, put... Goff wasn't playing well before anyway, though. Yeah, I that's true. He was just active as like an insurance policy. Yeah, I guess. I also uh, a good move. I also just don't think that you could blame Russ, and I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of people saying, obviously, like PFF, they made a claim that it might be time to move on from Russ from no, Carroll. No, P. Carroll. I mean, and oh, oh. that's that's pretty ridiculous. I don't think there's anything. P- PFF has some horrible takes, and I despise PF- some of the guys at PFF because they they put out some garbage takes. But this one alone, I don't. He's a tremendous leader, and he might not have like run like a complex scheme on either side of the ball, but he's just a great leader, and you can't blame having just a garbage O line for how poor you played in the playoffs and in that last final skid. But, yeah, I I don't know. That kind of pissed me off when I saw that, that they were like, it might be time to look away from P. Carroll. But, yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so our next game was the Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. This game was definitely closer than either me or Will thought it was going to be. Um, However, I'm not, I'm not that surprised. Like I said, I, th- I think I said this in the last episode. If, I mean, football team obviously has a great defense. If they can disrupt Tom Brady and they can play really solid defense, they'll have a chance to be in this game. They yeah. did that, even though they let up 31 points. It was only an eight-point loss. And, I mean, obviously, we weren't expecting a Taylor-Heineke breakout Long-term game. option. Yeah, the breakout game there, we were not expecting that. So... Um, that was pretty cool to see as well. But, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see if they put a little bit of faith in Taylor Heineke after that playoff performance. See if they can rock with him in the future, save a little money. I mean, I think if a if a QB drops from them to so whatever pick they have, yeah, like a QB worth taking. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I think the top half of the top half of the QB rankings is going fairly high. I don't think they'd reach for a guy like Kyle Trask at that spot. No, no, they wouldn't. But I'm saying, like, if someone drops. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Just like Dwayne Haskins dropped. <laughs> but I will say this. Tom Brady is the greatest playoff quarterback to ever live. I think that was solidified long before this game, but it's just what he's doing at 43 is remarkable. Yeah. Okay, so our first game Sunday was Ravens versus Titans. Uh, uh this was a rematch of last year's game. Um, the Ravens came with a lot of hype last year, and were supposed to make a run, and they actually got blown. Up. They not blown up. They got upset by the Titans mm-hmm. last year. And now this year, they come out on top. There's a little different positions this year. The Ravens were a wild card this year. Um, I'll fold some consider as a down year, but they came in very hot, and they were able to pull off the win. Um, they were able to put twenty on the twenty-one or not twenty points on the Titans defense, which has known to be kind of awful recently. But we'll see. Um, and their defense was able to hold Tannehill and the, and the Titans to thirteen points, which is pretty good. Yeah, fifty-yard touchdown run, pretty awesome. Uh, you can yeah. expect about one of those from him per game. Uh, yeah, I mean, my one thing is. The play calling for the Titans can be, even though they have A.J. Brown, who I'm, 
I think is very good and will be very good for a long time to come. And Corey Davis. You see on that last play um, when Fitzpatrick, not Tannehill, threw the pick to Peters, um, but he could have thrown it to the left to A.J. Brown, who was wide open, streaking down the field, passed it to Khalif Raymond, who fell over. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was uh, AJ was pissed, and then he looks and sees that the ball was picked off, and he was like, "Ah." Yeah, add a little insult injury, but I think that he's going to be elite for a long time. And they also have Corey Davis. I mean, when you have Derrick Henry, you're going to use him, but it just the the play calling was a little bit one dimensional, considering they needed to establish the run and then rely on the pass game a little bit because the run stuffing of the Ravens is what is and was in that game crazy and as soon as they suppressed King Henry it was kind of over it was kind of I mean yeah it was a shootout but like that if you can take that level of play out of that offense then it's just it makes things so much easier because their pass game is nothing close to Derrick Henry's rushing game and yeah I mean as soon as they took that 40 yeah. yards in a game. Not not easy yeah. to stuff Derrick Henry to that amount. All right, that's, how, that's how the Bills match up well against the Ravens because the Bills are very heavy pass. So Yeah. I mean, right. on paper, the Ravens have a very good defensive backfield, but it just depends on if they can all click at the same time. Right, and also Marcus Peters is a good name, but he gets burned a lot. Yeah, that's true. And he's also just annoying. And he gets he gets a lot of picks because he because QBs always throw his way because he's always getting burned. Yeah, I feel like there's always like besides the top three DBs in the league, there's always just so much variation whether you consider a DB good or not. Like Stephon Gilmore was considered top five player in the league last year, and now everyone's just completely moved on and forgot about him because he got burnt a couple times, which is just so funny to me because. DB is probably... I think it's more because the Patriots weren't good this year, and he got hurt. That's true. But I feel like DB is just so hard to be consistent at. That's why I commend a guy like Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, all those guys, because they stay so... Yeah, Tredavious, too, and Jair Jair Alexander, too. Jair is awesome, yeah. Yeah, because they've been so consistent since they entered the league. And I mean, Stefan, that's a kind of a bad example, but I feel like recency bias is a big thing in the sport. And when people, when people are rating DBs, uh, Bears Saints, the Nickelodeon game, I, I personally did not watch it on Nickelodeon. As soon as I saw the girl freaking out about a punt, I turned it off because that was so cringeworthy, but yeah, um, I, I watched probably five minutes of it at the beginning. And then I had to switch it. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, just kind of what we thought it was going to be. I mean... Obviously not not as high scoring for the Saints as we thought, but we knew that they were going to win pretty comfortably and that's what happened. You know, when you have Trubisky, QB, you're you're limited. But honestly, he didn't play too badly, I don't think. He kind of got the short end. On that trick play, he threw a dime to the end zone. yeah. Pound for pound boxing champion. I got dropped. Pound for pound boxing champion Javon Wims dropped it in the end zone. That was pretty embarrassing, but what are you going to do about that? That was a funny, funny to see because CJ Gardner Johnson just lives in the 
Bears receiving core's head, and they kept like he lives, he lives in everybody's head. He's the one. He's the reason that Michael Thomas got like got like like punished because he got like. Do you see Michael Thomas like punch people? Yeah, 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 in practice. That was that was that was that was same person because he just talks shit to everybody. Yeah, it's hilarious. Even his own teammates, crazy. Yeah, that's what happened with Josh Norman and Cam Newton. Hmm. Uh, final game, Browns Steelers. I have to tell you. That was very was sad seeing Big Ben cry, but it was so satisfying to see the Steelers just get knocked out because their fans have just been so annoying on social media since that 11-0. And I, I think I might go as far as to say that was the biggest fall-off in NFL history considering they were 11-0. I mean, a lot of, I feel like everyone knew that they kind of had an easy schedule. They were still so overrated. And yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Because I think that that is one of the biggest downfalls in team history. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I feel like we all knew they were overrated. I really wanted them to win so that they would be the ones to play the Bills in the next round because I knew that they'd be an easy matchup. But wow, the Browns just took care of business. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to see Ben next year. We'll see. Yeah. I also don't know. Sorry. I also don't know where we are in the Baker Mayfield cycle because if you're familiar yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, the Baker Mayfield cycle. I think we ha- You know what that is? <laughs> yeah, where he like, he like plays good. Or no, no, he's like plays badly, gets like criticized, like talks back and like whatever, gets bullied, whatever. And then like. Beats an underqualified team. He starts doing good, goes under the radar, like starts balling out. Then people start liking him again, and then he plays badly again. And then yeah, I think along there, it's the, it's the uh, he, he'll beat an underqualified team, and then get super confident in himself, and then play like absolute garbage, and then just get destroyed, for, and then get gets called a boss mercilessly until he plays another bad team. But I feel like we've kind of exited Baker Mayfield cycle. He looks, he looks pretty good. He looks, con- he looked confident in that game. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I think. The craziest thing is that he was the first QB pitch in that draft. It's probably the third best, but, like, he ended up being good. I'm, like, the third QB taken and the last QB taken in the first round were the two best. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. What? Just no. Yeah. Never know. Wait, what did you say? I can't hear you. Oh, I said it's cool that the third QB and the last QB in the first round taken of that draft are the two best. Yeah. Like cool. Baker was taking number one. He's still solid, but it's like Josh Allen and Lamar and the own tier. Yeah. Draft class. It's pretty awesome because it's like they were the two guys that were counted out the most. Yeah, hold up. All right, moving on to the uh, first team all pro list. I think for the most part, they got it right. It's a lot of picks. Yeah. There, But I think that there were some things that they could have got a little better. And yeah, we're going to go through that. Starting with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. This is a pretty easy one for me. Um, yeah, agreed. This was no debate. Yeah, I don't think there's much else to say. I think it speaks for itself. But Same with the running back, yeah. Derrick Henry. 2,000 yards. We haven't seen that in, since probably Adrian Peterson, right? Uh, AP or CJ2K? I'm not sure. AP. Oh, okay. Pretty sure it's AP. Um, and... Yeah, so no debate there. Tight end, same with Travis Kelsey. I think he broke the record for 
most yards by a tight end in a season. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so it had to be for those first three. And then for receivers, I think they had to go Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. Like, you had to give it to those two. And then the third one could have just been up for debate. They put it Tyreek, who I could see the... the I think that I think that... Is that an error? Because I think there's only Oh, two. yeah. Tyreek's not supposed to... I don't think Tyreek's supposed yeah, to Yeah, I think there's only two receivers there. Yeah, yeah. so Tyreek's not supposed to be there. So they did pick the two right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they got that right for sure. O-line, not much to say. Quentin Nelson, obviously, someone who I really Yeah, like. what a shame the Jets couldn't get Jack Conklin, though, last, last year in free agency. Yeah, that was a shame. Uh, Cleveland's, Cleveland's O-line is nuts. Jack Conklin. Yeah, you know what's really annoying? Wyatt Teller was drafted by the Bills, and we traded him to the Browns for, like, a fifth-round pick. And yeah. now he's, like, amazing. Yeah, Wyatt Teller, Joe Batonio, Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin. I mean, it's nuts. And then they have that one guy that they called a week before the game. And then, or a couple hours before the game, I think. And then they had him start. Yeah. Um, that's because Batonia, I think, no. Yeah. Um, moving on to the defense, we got edge rushers, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I no, think TJ Watt. No yeah. Not, I can't really explain that any better. TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Or, um, and see the lineman, Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner. I agree with them. It's crazy that DeForest Buckner was a snub for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I, I mean, it just goes to show how horrible the Pro Bowl is. And I, yeah, you know, you know what else? Jordan Poyer led the league in safety voting, like for safeties, mm-hmm. and he didn't make it. Makai Becton let won the popular vote for all tackles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Poyer won the popular vote for all safeties. Yeah. And, and he didn't make it, and and Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams both made it. Yeah, Jamal Adams shouldn't. Have made though, it. Even though they're NFC, and you know it's different than. Yeah, I know Jamal Adams still shouldn't have made it. I'm. So, Quandre Diggs too. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm still they sour about Jamal. But they ended up turning it around, but they had the worst pass D at that point in the in the in the year. Yeah, it's just I would have loved to see see Jamal Adams not make a Pro Bowl this year because it was funny because. His rookie year, he was like, Jets Nation, I promise I'm never going to miss another Pro Bowl. It's going to be for you guys. Believe that. And then it would have been funny to see the first year he wasn't a Jet. He didn't make a Pro Bowl. That would have been really funny. But, yeah. Personally, I think that Mekhi Becton should have been first-team All-Pro just because he's elite and the GOAT. But that's... Yeah, he's really good, but I don't think he deserved it over Bakhtiari. Yeah, that's not biased at all. Uh, <laughs> linebackers, I think they kind of... I personally think they got it wrong here because Roquan Smith was statistically better than Bobby Wagner in every category, literally ever. And I think just because the name, Bobby Wagner, he's older. Roquan Smith had better season. And, yeah, he was definitely snubbed. And he was also... Did you get three lead linebackers? Yeah. Yeah, because one of them's outside. Darius Slender's an outside linebacker. But, really? Yeah. Darius was a middle linebacker. Is he? Oh, wait, no, I'm totally lying. He is an interior linebacker. But I still think Roquan Smith should have been first team. He got second team, but yeah, um, pretty universal. There's no way in the world that the Seahawks should have had that many all-pros on defense. They were pretty horrible for a long time. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so the cornerbacks were Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. I think this is exactly right. Um, 
I think you can make a case for Jair. But I think Xavier hitting double-digit picks, even though you could say the last one was a fluke. Um, still, that's crazy, hitting double digits. And, um, it's the first time in a while it's happened. Um, mm-hmm. And Jalen Ramsey was just consistently locking down receivers all year. Yeah. Uh, safeties. We got Tyran, Minka, Buda Baker. Uh, I, I don't think Tyron Matthews should yeah. have I think Jordan Poirier should have made it over. But biases aside, I think Minka. Yeah, Minka and Buda Baker, they definitely got right. I I think. Yeah, I agree with those two, but I do not agree with Terrell Matthew. Every not that he's a bad player, but I think he's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's similar to Jamal, where he like he's good at blitzing and stuff. He's like athletic, hits hard and stuff. And he's obviously he's better in coverage than Jamal, but I don't think. I don't think his coverage skills are amazing, are outstanding. I mean, he he puts up solid interception numbers every year, but mm-hmm. I, I think he gets a little overrated. Biggest snub comes in special teams for me, and that's Jason Sanders over Rodrigo Blankenship, or no. even or even Youngway. No, Rodrigo wasn't even the best rookie kicker. Don't say Jake Bass. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. Rodrigo missed his only field or. Missed half of his field goals in the play- game against the Bills. Tyler Bass set the record for longest rookie field goal in the playoffs. That's such so, an ESPN stat. What longest r- longest field goal? It's by just a those really ball? obscure stats. Like LeBron set the record no, for seventy three points, nine rebounds, two assists, three fouls, seven turnovers. No, that's not that obscure though. Yeah, think about the, the the longest field goal hit in the playoffs by a rookie. It's not that obscure as that. That's pretty cold. He's the best rookie kicker in playoff history, pretty much. That's fair. But like, <laughs> he had a 54-yarder and like a 48, 49-yarder. It was money. Yeah. Youngway, I do think Youngway should have been place kicker. Yeah, agreed. Except for he messed it up in the final like two weeks when he missed against the Chiefs. That's true. Uh, Jake Bailey, don't I don't again? I don't really know anything. Kicker Turner Cordero, the Devin Hester of this generation. He's gonna. He's great. He's really f- exciting to watch on the kick return. Gunnar Olcheski, that's the most Bill Belichick player of all time. Um, he had. Did he house it once or twice? Sure. Yeah, I think it was at least. I mean, I remember him housing at least once. But yeah, you gotta. Get yeah, at least once. Yeah. Um. George Odom, I don't even know who that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't even know who And then Morgan Cox, <laughs> long snapper. <laughs> uh, yeah. Morgan Cox. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to the uh, next round of the playoffs that is happening next week. And before we start, I might add that the Jets and Robert Sala are interviewing tonight, and they're very close to a deal <laughs> per Max Maddie per U Stadium on Twitter. <laughs> And I think that's a great hire, and I'm really excited for that. And he's going to be a guy that's going to establish a culture there and hopefully be franchise coach. So with that, moving on to next weekend's games, starting with Rams-Packers. I think there's a lot of potential for here for a Rams win and a Rams upset, considering how well the Rams defense has been playing. And Jalen Ramsey has been locked down on every corner he has played or every receiver he has played this year. And I think him against Devonta Adams is going to be a really intriguing matchup, as well as 
this flourishing Rams rush defense against the Packers O-line, and I'm going to be really intrigued. I think it's going to come down to whether the Rams can move the ball on offense or not, and if they can, then it'll be really close. Right. Um, yeah, I think this head game has upset potential with the Rams, how good their defense is playing right now, but I think... I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's just a question if their offense is good enough, is can put enough points up. I mean, also, I could be totally wrong, and Rodgers can just go out and sling it, I think. That's what it, he seems to be doing that every time we doubt him, so. Yeah, I think, yeah, so you either see a Packers comfortable win or a close one because of the defense at the Rams if they show up, but. Yeah. I think, I think the Packers are going to win. Yeah, me too. I just think I'd, I'd love for a Rams win just because I hate the Packers for some reason. They're just annoying. Uh, yeah. Ravens-Bills. I'll let you take the reins on this one. I'm really, I really wonder who you're going to pick here. This is a really good game, and I'm going to pick the Bills. Yeah. Shock. Uh, Whoa. For the reason that I think the Bills' offense is just going to be too much for the Ravens. Um I think that Lamar is going to give the Bills problems, but I think it's a good matchup. It's it's honestly a good matchup for both teams because the Bills, they they get most of their yards through the air and very heavy passing team. They're probably the best passing team other than Kansas City. Um, and the Ravens D is obviously it's good all around, but it's better. Their rush D is their strength. Not that their defensive backs, not that the secondary is bad at all. Um, just it's more middle of the pack, and Josh is gonna be probably gonna be able to shred them up. Um, the Bills' main weakness on their defense is their rush defense, and obviously we know the Ravens are a heavy rush team. So there's both good matchups here, but I think that the Bills' um, passing offense is just gonna be a little too explosive, and they're gonna put up just enough points. Yeah, I think there's a possibility that the Bills just squeak through this entire playoffs to the Super Bowl, which would be really funny. But really awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Uh, not for me because I don't. I don't really like the Bills. But <laughs> if I had to pick, I'd go Bills here. The Ravens are really red hot right now, but I can't seem to pick against the Bills right now, considering Josh Allen has just been remarkable, and he's really just he's been piecing teams up, just throwing bombs to Stephon Diggs, and it's been really fun to watch. And yes, <laughs> I'd be interested to see how. I'd be interested to see how Marcus Peters is going to go against Stephon Diggs. It's probably going to be Marlon Humphrey against him. I think, I think I saw somewhere that Marlon Humphrey is going to play in the slot against Beasley, but we'll see. That'd be fine, and then maybe we pull up Kenny Stills. Yeah, that would be wild. That would go be over. Wide. That would be overwhelming for the Ravens. Go five wide with uh, yeah. Diggs, Beasley, Brown, uh, Stills, and Gibb. Devin Singletary, who? Yeah, no, not not singles, but we have the best practice squad. We have Devontae Freeman and Kenny Stills. Mm-hmm. Automatically makes us the best practice squad. Yeah, you guys just signed Devontae Freeman today. <laughs> yeah. Browns, Chiefs, Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, I think. Yeah. But I think it's going to be closer than we all think because, I mean, we haven't seen the Chiefs in the playoffs this year yet, so... This is a bit harder to predict because um, last year we saw the Chiefs 
I mean, obviously they they won the Super Bowl last year, so we weren't we didn't have that big of expectations before. But they, I mean, they went down twenty one nothing as the Texans in their first game, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. I wouldn't I mean, be. Obviously, I, they, they ended up winning, but but we, I mean, we haven't seen the Chiefs this year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win pretty comfortably, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if there's a slow start, but. It's not it's not a completely different team than last year. They haven't I don't think they've really besides losing their left tackle to an opt out, they really haven't really changed that much. And yeah, I think they'll be able to go out there and get it done. The Browns I just I don't think there's there's it's a good matchup for them. They're God knows they're gonna have some COVID issues because it seems like they have COVID issues every week. So we'll see how that plays out when it gets a little closer to game time. But I think this is a comfortable one for the Chiefs. Yeah, and then our last game is Buccaneers versus Saints. Um, this is a real tough game. Yeah, uh, this is a real, pit, real, real tough pick. Um, although I think the Saints are probably the more complete team. Yeah, and I think that's why I give them a slight edge. But it is really tough to pick a side because I can really see both sides winning here. Yeah, I'm gonna go Bucks here. I think go playoff here. Brady. What was their? What was their uh, how did they fare against each other during this regular season? Uh, I think... Wasn't the first game Saints-Bucks and the Saints won pretty easy? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like picking against playoff Brady. That's not my thing. But here, let me see. I'm looking right now. Uh, yeah, first game, week one, it was a close game. And then... they kind the of, Saints won, right? Yeah, and then later in the season... Um, Saints blew him out, thirty-eight-three. So uh, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, I mean, you know the saying: you never beat a three a team three times in the, in the same season. Yeah. Uh, so you can see the Buccaneers crack the code this time, but I don't know. I mean, this, the yeah. Saints kind of have their number. It'll be it'll be close. I don't know. I I just find the Saints so boring to watch, and that's usually. Okay. The I, I hated watching that Barry Saints game. Yeah. Whenever the Saints are playing, it's usually around the time that I try to get my work done, whatever work I have remaining Sunday. So that's Facts. opportune time because it's usually just so boring. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bills get the night game on Saturday, which is kind of cool. Yeah, under prime it's time. Puzzling. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't give it give the Bills Colts game prime time last week, but every, mm-hmm. every game on Saturday was pretty good. All right, that wraps it up. That is our episode. Make sure to tune in Friday. We are going to be doing a mock draft, considering that the order is set. And it's going to be a way early prediction. Most of the order is set. We'll see. Most of the order is set. That's true. But we can probably... We'll we'll get up to to what we can do. To what we can get up to. For what it's set up to. And Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Thanks for watching. Make sure to tune in Friday. And peace.